Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is July the 24th, 2019. Strong hand. Long-term thinking, value your wealth in Bitcoin, be a unique beast, having hype, unconfiscatable. We're going to talk about that. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Offended by selling. Don't FOMO on altcoins. How could you? Five-digit realm. Oh, yeah, don't worry. Five-digit realm. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Your home for Bitcoin insider information. No fancy sets or graphics. Welcome to the show, baby. It's that time of year again. It's that time of the day again. Yeah. So check out the links below. Everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. Especially follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I tweeted out a classic today. you got to go there right now and retweet it. It was from uh, May the 8th, 2015, when I said, hey, you should uh, – if you know a little kid, so your, your friend just had a baby, he's having a bris, you should get him 0.1 Bitcoin or 0.2 Bitcoin or 0.5 Bitcoin. Or if there's a bar mitzvah, get the kid one Bitcoin. And Bitcoin was worth, what, $250 back then. And by the way, I actually, and many of you know this story, I bought my friend's son, who was just born around that time, right after the Baltimore riots, which I mentioned in the video, um, I did buy him 0.1 Bitcoin at that time. Obviously, uh, it cost me 25 bucks. Uh, and uh, it, he is the kid who's like four years old now has over $1,000 worth of cryptocurrency because, of course, he got B cash and B gold also that he hasn't split because he's a four-year-old kid. And my friend I know hasn't done that. He, he just has it stored somewhere. Anyway, the point is check it out. Um, you can still get your friend's kids Bitcoin. It's still a great present. It's better than getting them a savings bond. I mentioned that. But it is a classic video uh, if you want to see uh, what uh, life was like back in uh, right after the Baltimore riots of 2015. What I was, well, I was talking about Bitcoin, baby. <laughs> Pound that like button. All right. So I'm on Twitter right before this because I go on Twitter to learn. And did I learn something from Tone Bays? I mean, I put it in the freaking title of this video, okay? Tone, you know, he he's known <laughs> – He's known by all these 80 percenters for his uh, for the the charts and the uh, the trading, and that's not my cup of tea. But those of you who are old schoolers who have known Tone uh, since the beginning know that he he's way beyond just trading. He's got some great uh, he makes some great observations. And uh, my lord, I yeah. Anyway, I met I met Tone in person. Again, in 2015, four years ago, a little bit over four years ago. Uh, but uh, he, one of the things, and that, and it was at the Chicago uh, Bitcoin conference. Like there were like 50 people there, literally. Yeah, Chicago, like the third largest city in the United States. 2015. That's how popular Bitcoin was. Okay, that's why I got a strong hand, baby, and I got a big smile on my face. Now, but but what Tone put out there, what's the difference between Bitcoin and he uses a dirty word, S coins. If it's not Bitcoin, it's probably centralized. Just imagine what would happen to the Ripple project if, say, hypothetically, Iran announced they will be using XRP token to avoid U.S. sanctions. 
Now, here's the thing. Iran is is probably using big they, it, there's been rumors they're using Bitcoin to get around sanctions. That's what countries do. They they get into Bitcoin so that the United States won't be able to block their financial transactions anymore. Now, again, these are uh, say what you will about all these countries, Venezuela, Iran. That, that's not the point. I mean, one of the glorious things about Bitcoin, your biggest freaking enemy can use it. And we're going to talk about that in a second. And you can do nothing about it. And no one can do anything about it. And that is why countries like Iran use Bitcoin. Because the United States, their biggest enemy, cannot stop them, okay? The big Satan can't stop them or the, the one they call the little Satan can't stop them. Most of some of you guys out there, you're way into obsessing about the little Satan. You think they control the whole world. But uh, anyway, so, you know, Iran doesn't like the big Satan and the little Satan. That's what they call them, which is – anyway. And uh, no, but of course, if Iran tried to use Ripple, Iran is smart enough – not to even attempt to use Ripple. What would happen if Iran said, "Oh yeah, we're we're going to use we're going to use Ripple. That's what we're going to use to avoid U.S. Sanctions." Well, the United States would go to the Ripple office and <laughs> immediately and say, "You're figuring out what's what you're shut. There are no more Ripple transactions to Iran at all. If there are, you're reversing them, and that would be it. And Ripple would comply. There was there's no way they would not." And that's the big. That's the difference. There, you, you can't do that to Bitcoin. There's no Bitcoin office. There's no Bitcoin. There's no Bitcoin leader. There's no. There's no sort of a Bitcoin company out there that's in charge of the Bitcoin token. Sort of. You see, you would suit. You know, this whole thing with Ripple, this little game they play with XRP, Ripple, XRP, Ripple. It's all this sort of stuff. Well, if Iran made that announce, announcement, you would see. There's no sort of that. No, it is a company, and that the United States can shut down that can tell that company exactly what to do. So anyway, that was a great observation by Tone Bays. And uh, so, no, don't, don't expect an announcement like that coming from Iran or, 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 or Venezuela anytime soon in, involving Ripple. And that, and again, I, I hope that it, for those of you who want to you know, invest in Ripple or whatever, just know what you're getting into. You can clearly see the difference between the two. Can't you now? I mean, there could be no doubt. If, if you put it in those terms, what would Iran use? There you go. All right. Uh, a reminder, sportsmeister.com. All of these shows are in audio po podcast form. And it appears I'm going to start doing some audio-only podcast over there, like really short ones that I won't do videos for. That'll be new stuff, and you will only be able to hear it on the audio side. So. A uh, reason to check out sportsmeister.com. And again, a very important reason to follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. If you if you're not following me on Twitter, you're only getting half the story here. You're only getting a little bit of a little taste of the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem. Okay. You gotta be on Twitter learning, not create, not screaming and yelling and getting into all this sensationalism. No, learning. And I give you learning opportunities, the stuff that I retweet out, out there. You know, I link to a podcast. I link to old shows like that, that 2015 one. Anyway, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. So someone I follow on Twitter, Zach Bowl, uh, who's been on the show numerous times, he, he, he's got a great tweet out there. An increasingly popular trend among Bitcoin's most ignorant skeptics is to praise the technology but put down the community or culture, which is the same as blockchain, not Bitcoin, except 100 times worse. Pound that like button, dude. Love that, dude. 
Yeah, this is a new trendy excuse for, for no coiners or for altcoin pumpers saying, you know what? I love the Bitcoin technology, love the Bitcoin technology. I just can't get into it. That community, it's, it's, it's toxic. I can't get into it. So, hey, I've got my own coin here. It's got the same uh, uh, Bitcoin technology and uh, it's got a better community. So uh, buy my, my coin or just a no coiner saying, yeah, yeah, I like the technology. But that it's so toxic, I I don't want to do it. Uh, just an excuse. Again, new trendy excuse. Sounds kind of neat, like blockchain, not Bitcoin. But in the end of the day, they don't get it because first of all, some of these people are referring to the community on Twitter. That's not the whole Bitcoin community. The Bitcoin community, guess what? It's made up of your worst enemy and your best friend. That is the glory of the Bitcoin community. You gotta love the Bitcoin community. Okay, you gotta love. Uh, I mean, not every that the Bitcoin community cannot exclude anyone. Someone that's using Bitcoin, it can be Ayatollah Khomeini or whatever, and you you can't stop it. That is the strength of what Bitcoin is. So ignoring the community aspect of it, you're not getting it. You're not getting it at all. Okay, so uh, with with these again with these centralized altcoins, uh, their communities can be uh, altered. If a uh, powerful organization tells them to alter it, Bitcoin community, uh-uh. You you send it to someone, you it, it can't be stopped. It can be sent to a horrible person, etc. So again, yeah, great. And the technology is awesome. That that's great. That's great. But community is a tremendous part of this. And downplaying uh, the community or misinterpreting what community is. Uh, again, it's it's a little trendy excuse, and it's a way to pump an altcoin, or just to to give out an excuse, or to be sad that you know, or that you that you don't like you don't like where the big boys play. You're like, oh, they're mean on Twitter. Thus, I don't want to play you over there. No, and again, if you think Bitcoin community is just the Twitter community, you, you don't understand. Okay, you don't. You're, you're limiting yourself there. Okay, so Al KZ says Mitch Ray is okay in small doses. I need me some Bitcoin Meister. Who's Mitch Ray? Who's Mitch? Mitch? Am I like mis, Am I mispronouncing? He spelled it like Mitch Ray. Who's Mitch? Who am I missing? I'm probably missing something obvious. Or I mean, I don't know all those. Uh, I don't know the fancy sets and graphics people. I literally do not know who those people are. So maybe that's someone I just have no idea. I don't know the all. I, I don't know the YouTubers. I know the Bitcoiners. Pound that like button. All right, Baj Dobnik says. Bitcoin Meister, hello from the UK. Dude, you sound like you got like a Serbian type of name. I've always wanted to visit Serbia, by the way. And again, again, you're in the UK. That's awesome. And if you're like Croatian, you're probably like, ah, no, I'm not Serbian, I'm Croatian. Okay, so, 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 I didn't mean to mess up uh, your original nationality if I messed it up. But yeah, go UK. Hello. Uh, Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master is there also. Guy Bennett says, the biggest difference between Bitcoin and S coins is that Bitcoin can't get kidney stones. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. Hey, I, I want to say something. You, you actually typed out the word S dash coins. I like that. I don't like cursing. I mean, that's just my, I, I, <laughs> again, uh, you can, you can use what language you want to use. There are a lot of people that get turned off by bad language. I, I will say that. And, um, you know, in, in our space, it's a new space. There's a certain level of professionalism among certain people and then a certain level among other people, you know, pick your own path. You know, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. I'll put it that way. And for me, I, I think me not cursing, I think that uh, 
it gives that a good vibe and I think it uh it helps uh that's part of my system where you know where Scott Adams talk about systems part of my system is new show every day no cursing strong hand long-term thinking okay that's that's a, I'll talk about that on my podcast probably okay uh what do we got here I'm reading too many rock ape 73 your ancestors were discriminated against because of their success will the jealous 80 percenters come for our tribe of Bitcoiners well yeah I mean it, that's just the way of 80 percenters they're they're always they're they're always envious of successful people so uh, already I mean if you go to my uh the video that I retweeted uh Another one from 2016 where I said that a lot of people were saying Bitcoin was racist or Bitcoin was only for white people. It's it's envy. It's it, it, And again, anyone can get into Bitcoin. So the envy is already out there. It, 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 and so they try to pay, call Bitcoin the worst thing possible. Any sex, race, creed, they can do great in Bitcoin. So, yeah, there are there are people already jealous of Bitcoin. But let let the 80 percenters be envious. Um, don't just don't waste your time with them. You can bring up points. Like if they, if they're, they're spreading a lot of FUD and envy FUD, just say, no, there's why be envious? Join us. Uh, there's nothing stopping you from joining Bitcoin at all. No, no reason to be envy. Uh, try to, uh, try, try to, be, uh, what's, 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 imitate, don't envy. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Huh? Name. All right. So, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm skipping all around here. So we talked about the community, Zach's tweet. All right, Andy Hoffman has a, an article out there on his Steemit about, uh, what's it called here? Uh, the, the maximalist, no fork at any cost, blind spot, causing them to ignore the improvement. Okay, so he's talking about Mimblewimble. Obviously, Andy promotes Mimblewimble because he works for Mimblewimble coin. And again, that was a crypto dividend you should have got for free in an airdrop. But because he works for them, he got a, he's, he's taking it to the next level and saying how great it is. I mean, for me, you know, my I already got it. So we shall see what happens. What, what happens, happens. But the, the term that he uses here, no hard fork at any cost. Um, let's break this down a little bit. Because he's saying that Bitcoin for eventually will have to hard fork um, to incorporate the Mimblewimble pro protocol to to have an, a, a layer of uh, to be more private to be to be private it's just it, it's inevitable it's inevitable and uh, that a hard and that we shouldn't you know we shouldn't wait for a soft fork solution that the hard fork solution is and that he he talks about how there are people that are hard hard fork no hard fork at any cost and I am I am one of those people basically. Um, because I lived through the Bcash thing, what was going on there. Well, originally, they said, you know, we have to expand the block size now. We, it must be done now. But it really didn't have to be done now. Now, again, you don't want to hard fork until it's, like, unanimous. When there's, like, because there's, like, some error and it has to be fixed immediately. Like, there'd be no reason to continue the other chain, okay? There'd be no reason to continue the you You'd only continue the hard forked chain, okay? But he, here's the thing: with what you're gonna, even if there were tremendous supporters of the Mimblewimble thing, just like there were, it was very vocal back in the day. There were many vocal people who said, "Oh yeah, we we should as Bitcoin hard fork off and say, you know, this is Bitcoin, and we're we're increasing the block size, okay? 
and, and if the majority of us say it, then that's Bitcoin. The problem is, is there's always going to be a slim majority, a slim minority that's going to continue the old chain. So you're going to have this issue where you're saying, okay, we forked off. We're the real Bitcoin. But then you'll have the original chain. People say, no, we're the real uh, Bitcoin. And that's you'll have a Bitcoin classic uh, scenario, which I'm referring to Ethereum classic. Okay. Ethereum forked off from the, there was once one Ethereum. Then there was a, an issue. So they forked off. They had to uh, bail out some people and they forked off. That was Ethereum. But the Ethereum classic people said, no, we're not bailing out anyone. We're keeping the old chain. So they were left. There was an argument. Which one's the real thing? Now it's become clear which one is the real Ethereum. But I mean, a, a legitimate altcoin was, was born that way. If you had this scenario, the same thing could happen with Mimblewimble, okay? If everyone's like, yeah, we need Mimblewimble right now, but we really don't need it. And we really could maybe do a soft fork of it one day if we figure it out. There's really no rush. Then what you're going to end up with is um, a... The, the real Bitcoin having Mimblewimble, but then other people saying, well, wait a second, we're continuing this old, we're continuing the old chain and this is the real Bitcoin. And you can't have that happen in, a, in something that's worth $10,000. <laughs> I mean, it will just, you just can't have that happen uh, that way. Now, what happened in the, with Bcash was it, just some, some people said, okay, we're forking off. This is Bcash, okay? And we're the real Bitcoin, but it, it it wasn't the same thing as the majority of people saying, "Okay, we're forking off, we're doing this new thing. This is the real Bitcoin." It, it was different. So again, that and thus it was just a crypto dividend. When you're the the, the other scenario, the other scenario that that Andy says we shouldn't be worried about. Um, no, that that isn't just the crypto. You're the original fork become the original chain, excuse me, becomes the crypto dividend. Or does it? No, it doesn't. So they, you, see, you get this argument there. You get this argument there. So this is why hard fork at any call, no hard fork. It is an insurance policy that people who remember what happened before and remember what happened with Ethereum Classic uh, stick to. And I think it's good that they, there, there are people that stick to this. Like we are, we are not hard forking big we're not having a planned hard fork of bitcoin to implement this new technology just because it's going to make it uh better supposedly we're gonna we're gonna we're only gonna do it when it must be done when it has to be done when it's a desperate bitcoin will die it just and that's you'll be able to tell when that situation arises so um yeah i think there is no harm being in the no hard fork at any cost uh uh, party in, in the Bitcoin community because you, you don't want to end up with a Bitcoin classic um, just with what happened with Ethereum. You don't, you don't want that. To, but again, if people have new ideas, then they can fork off. Sure. I think I love crypto dividends. I, I freaking love crypto dividends. I don't like when uh, the supposed of almost unanimous, almost unanimous uh, majority says, okay, we're forking, we're, we're going to fork, we're going to have the hard fork now and the old chain, everyone will just forget about it because that's, it's, it's not that simple. Someone will continue that old chain and it will cause issues, real issues. All right. So, uh, pound that like button. Now we, so we talk about Andy Hoffman's pumping, uh, MWC. Yeah, that's his job. But then there are these people out there and they can, people complain about it, even though, I mean, he straight up says that's his job. 
he's an altcoin uh, a promoter, uh, the altcoin consultant. It's his job. But then I, I get these people going crazy that Mnuchin, the, the Treasury Secretary, they're putting him on this pedestal in, in what they're doing. He is pumping the dollar. He says the dollar is the best. Bitcoin is bad, et cetera, et cetera. That's his job, dudes. He's the Treasury Secretary. What do you expect him to say? I mean, of course, he, he's got to, he, he, he's the dollar pumper. He's got to say the dollar. So people are saying, oh, how could he say this about the dollar? How could he lie about the dollar that it's not used for bad things? I mean, that's his job. That's he's the dollar marketer. <laughs> Again, it's a big story. And I think last week or like we, he had said some good things about Bitcoin. Okay. That's a story. That's a story. When the guy who's supposed to be pumping Bitcoin, supposed to be pumping the dollar says good things about Bitcoin. Okay. That's a story. I'm not going to put him on a pedestal anyway, but this is ridiculous. All the people are like, how can he say all this, these lies about the dollar? How, how can Mnuchin do this and say bad things about Bitcoin? That's his job. So don't worry about it. No, it's noise. It's noise, dudes. All right. So speaking about stuff that is not noise and a dude who does not make noise, Aaron Von Weirdom of Bitcoin Magazine, he's been on the show before. Uh, he has an article about state chains. Okay. This is actually from June. I just got around to reading it. Again, you, you got to have a little bit of technical knowledge, which he does. He does a good job of explaining it to people of not a lot of technical knowledge. Okay. It's, it's a solid article. And it is a it's a second layer solution that is sp supposed to increase the number of transactions uh, per, uh, per second in the uh, network, and uh, it does seem like it might end up relying on the reputations of larger players and companies in the space. It is an interesting solution. Read the article yourself. Okay, remember disruptmeister.com. Over 1,350 of my old videos are there. Whoa, I've got quite an archives going here. It's conviction, dude. That's uh, that's part of my system. All right. Emulate the Winklevi is what I wanted to say before. Okay. 30%. Oh, oh, well, here, wait a second. We're actually at the end of the show. And I, before I get to the last uh, point of the show, let me see if there were any more questions. That I, well, yeah, there was. There was, uh, all right, here we go. Rock Ape said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock Ape, he, he actually summarizes it very nice. He must be, he says, Rock Ape, Rock Ape 73, were you born in 1973? Orioles came in first place that year, I heard. No hard fork consensus unless critical bug. There you go, baby. There you go. I, I, that's a good way of saying uh, what I took like 10 minutes to say. <laughs> oh, Brian, UK Bitcoin Mess said, Baj and I met up last week for a little Bitcoin meetup and it rocked. Baj is actually English out of respect for you. Guy Bennett says, out of respect for you, Bitcoin Meister. Uh, out of respect for me. Yeah, yes, thank you for the respect, dude. I respect you too, uh, Guy Bennett and everyone. All the uh, long-term thinkers, all the guys that take personal responsibility, all the strong hands on here, uh, the ones who compete and don't complain. I, I respect all you dudes. Barefoot Barry down in New Zealand says, a wise person invests their money, then spends what's left. A poor person spends their money, then invests what's left. 
Strong hand Bitcoin at Bitcoin Meister. Thank you. This one dude named IL says XRP. Well, IL does that does IL sign send, um, stand for International League, which is a minor league of Major League Baseball, just like XRP is a minor league coin. I mean, it's there's only one Bitcoin is the major leagues, then you have the minor league. So I, I can see why you call yourself IL. International League is a minor league to the major leagues. And it's a simile. I understand. So that's why you said XRP, I guess. Okay, interesting. Rock Rock Ape 73 said, Bitcoin Meister will be the greatest transfer. Bitcoin will be the greatest transfer of wealth in history. But it's about it's it's about of a it's a bit of a sausage fest. A bit. <laughs> will the ladies complain about the Bitcoin patriarchy? They had their chance. No, they already have. There are plenty of ladies complaining about it. There are plenty of ladies complaining, but then there are plenty of ladies like Caitlin Long who compete and don't complain. And uh, she's probably got plenty of Bitcoin. But yeah, Bitcoin is a tremendous sausage fest. I mean, it's 95% men around here. It, it, it's it's the very definition of sausage fest. But I mean, you know, it could be, I'm not going to use the term. <laughs> Back when we were in college. Back when we were in college, my high school friends and I, one summer in Baltimore, we were so tired of the sausage fest. This one dude, it was so hot outside that one day. And my friend had a party at his at his parents' house. They weren't home. I mean, we were like 20 years old or something like that. So, And it was like 95% men. All of the private schools, the boys' private schools of Baltimore representing Gilman, Boys, Latin, St. Paul. We didn't want that. We wanted Bryn Mawr and Roland Park. We wanted the girls' schools. So that night, we decided we were going to have the Beaver Fest one day. <laughs> and we actually had a party called the Beaver Fest one day. And there was going to be a rule. It was where you're going to have you were required to bring a woman or something like that. It was whatever. We had the Beaver Fest in December of that year, and it was it was okay. I think we had a I think it was like 50-50, which is like that. It wasn't a sausage fest, but um, dude, yes. That that's my this is the thing. I I love to tell stories from my youth, but like in today's uh me too society or whatever, where guys have to worry about losing their jobs if they don't have Bitcoin, they their high school date, like someone, if I was like a big executive of some sort, I, I mean, and I can't name my friends who were obviously at the Beaver Fest because then some of them could lose their job. I, I have friends that are lawyers and stuff. And if if they if someone doesn't like them, say, Oh, you were at that Beaver Fest that Meister was talking about. They would lose their job. It's terrible. But again, that's why you get into the Bitcoin overlay, baby. That because I can talk about Beaver Fest as much as I want to. I mean, in fact, I have pictures from Beaver Fest. They're like me holding a, uh, a stuffed animal raccoon. It was the closest thing I had to a beaver. And like my friend, in there. again, me with a guy holding a, <laughs> a, a, a raccoon. That, that was the Beaver Fest. Very nice. All right, Guy Bennett said, I spelled out S-Coin in an earlier post out of respect. Uh, okay, okay, out of respect for you. That, that, that's that's what, he, what he meant by respect, no cursing. All right, enough Beaver Fest talk. But again, I get to talk about Beaver Fest because I'm in the Bitcoin overlay. You work for yourself. It's, it's a good freedom. That's freedom. You know you have freedom when you can talk about the uh, Beaver Fest party you attended in, uh, in college with your high school friends. Uh, all right, finally... Finally, but yeah, it is a sausage fest here in um, in Bitcoin. But the ladies can join if they want. There's nothing stopping them uh, from coming here at all and compete. Don't complain. And a lot of people do complain and virtue signal about it. And that 
is that'll turn off some people from this. That shouldn't turn you off from this. Anyone can, Bitcoin cannot discriminate. Just go back to what at the beginning of the show, we're talking about Iran and Ripple and, 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 and apply it to uh, women and everyone. Okay, Zach Vol, final thing here. This is a good thing to uh, end it with. 30% of Americans visit casinos at least once a year. Almost half of Americans play lotteries. Betting on Bitcoin has a far higher EV. Tell your friends to stack sats. Yeah, pound that like button. 30% of Americans visit casinos at least once a year. And almost half of Americans play lotteries. Oh, 80 percenters. When will you learn, people? When will you learn? It's get, get real assets. Get real assets. Bitcoin. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. And of course, um, click on those squares that you see right there. And I'll say hi to you guys in the chat. Bye.